I'll take a cup of kindness yet for the sake of old Lang Syne. Started way too low there. Hello. Welcome to Cavancast. Welcome to season three of Cavancast. Season three in 2023. It's almost like I planned it. I didn't. That's what we in the business like to call serendipity. What business is that, you ask? My business. Okay. So back off. What a threatening start to the to the new season of a relaxing podcast. Hello. Oh, I've got to warm back into it. I've got a I've got to warm back into it. I gotta shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Happy New Year. And welcome to a new season of Cavancast. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing well. Can you say Happy New Year in February? Yes, you can. I make the rules here. If there's a dude who can celebrate Christmas every year, no, everybody does that, every day, then I can celebrate... Wait, I can say Happy New Year in February. Yeah. And there's Chinese New Year. No. Actually, no. One... That's in January as well. And two, I can't just appropriate a different culture's New Year's celebrations just because I'm a month late. Oh, God. Great start of the year. Anyway, yes, welcome back to those of you who have been here for a while. And welcome for the first time to those of you for whom this is the first episode. For whom? For who? Wait, what is the difference between that again? Hang on. One moment, please, caller. Oh, good. There's a whole PDF for this. Look at that. Not even five minutes into the new year, a new season, and I already have an issue with the English language. Some things never change. If you're new here, you can get used to that. Okay, so... Use who when the word is performing the action. Use whom when it is receiving the action. For example, Kim is an athlete who enjoys distance running. And Asher wrote a letter to a pen pal whom he had never met. Right. So for what I was saying, I was right? For whom this is... The first new episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then I could say, to those of you who are listening for the first time. No. Oh God, that's still confusing. Or I could ask, I could ask, who? Who is listening for the first time? And you would say, well, I don't know. Because this is a podcast, and I can't hear you. This isn't Dora the Explorer. This is Cavancast. And for those of you who don't know, here I use a random word generator to generate five random words, and then I allow my mind palace, which is more of a mind shack, mind bin, mind bin, (laughs) yeah, that's more accurate, and uh, I just see what comes up while you chill, or relax, or nap, or, I don't know, Work on your New Year's resolution. Whatever. Whatever. So that is what I am going to do. 
Also, if you're wondering what I've been up to for the past month, uh, as well as making videos on TikTok again, and other content, I have basically been just balling, you know? It is what it is. And by balling, I mean sorting my life out. If you're ever like, oh, why hasn't he been making TikToks or the podcast or ASMR videos or whatever, it's because this whole thing started as just a, a nice thing to do for me and for you. And uh, I would love to make it into my full-time job, but it's currently not that. And there's like a, a whole not online life that needs to be tended to. Not that I'm saying in any way people have been horrible about it, but I think it's... Um, I think it's sometimes easy to forget when you have all these people who can generate content all the time and they have the time for it and the bar gets raised a bit because of that which is you know fair enough more people are doing it now um but over here we set our own bars you know and my bar is taking care of myself and those close to me enough that i can you know talk to you guys and make content for y'all that comes from a very real place. I think I'm, pa I'm past the point of forcing my mind to do stuff now. I've done too much therapy for that. <laughs> so yeah, all is well. Life is about balance. And I am continuing that theme into this year. So, we are going to start with... Expansion. A great word to start off 2023 with. Expand your horizons, bro. Just, you know, think bigger and stuff. Hell yeah. You got this. Make this year your bitch. Oh, the, the sky's the limit. The world's your oyster. The, um, uh, one second, um, uh, inspiring and motivating quotes. 2023. Your only limits are the ones you set on yourselves. See, I always thought that one was kind of stupid. Because I used to be like, okay, well, one if, what if you want to play guitar and you have no hands? And then I saw a dude way better at guitar than me by a country mile playing with his feet. And so I promptly shut my mouth and believed fully in that phrase. Expanding your mind or like your horizons is a, is a crazy thing, man. I don't mean like expand your mind. I don't mean like that. I mean like literally just think bigger. And a lot of people, including myself, went like upon hearing think bigger, you think, oh no, that's that's too big. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. Uh, and it's like, yeah, that that that's... There is a lot of stuff that could go wrong, but it probably won't. Um, not if you don't expect it to. I'm not saying delusionally expect it to go right either, but you know, just do it anyway. Otherwise, you may just may as well just sit in a cave, eat some Cheetos, you know, or what's it if you're from the UK? Cheetos are good, but life is better. I should put that on a T-shirt. Cheetos are good. But life is better. No, it'd be the, it'd sell better if it was the other way around. Life is good, but Cheetos are better. Here's a good analogy for this. 
like expansions. So there's this there's this awesome board game, right, called Catan or Settlers of Catan. I think they've actually just called it Catan now because everyone just calls it Catan, so they changed the name. To, anyway, it's an awesome board game where you collect resources to build settlements and cities and roads and you gain points to win. And the the whole thing is based on a big island, right? But there are several expansion packs uh, that bring in like boats and stuff from the ocean and you get knights involved and freaking pirates and stuff. There's loads. But if you're really used to just the little island and having fun there, when you if you've been playing that for ages, then when you bring in a whole expansion, it's gonna it can feel a little overwhelming. You know, there's new rules, there's new characters, new spaces, new like just new stuff to learn, right? But ultimately, you get more. There's more opportunity, there's more chance for growth, and more wealth to acquire. And I don't even mean that like monetarily, I mean wealth in terms of that which actually holds true value, like knowledge, connection, experience, all that stuff. Slightly going away from the game a little bit now, but you get me. Now, I've always said that you don't have to do that. If if you're totally happy where you are on your island, that's cool. As long as you're there because you're good there. And not because you're scared to go anywhere else. That's even more reason to get out and do it. So happy and content is one thing. Not wanting to go anywhere because of fear is a whole other thing in general. And that's where like looking inward and figuring out why you are doing what you're doing is a good place to go. Because it's, you know, you may be limiting yourself without even realizing that you are. So have a little bit of an adventure inside yourself and see what happens. There is a limit with this expansion analogy though, and it's this. There are far too many Pokemon now. There, I said it. 151 Pokemon was damn near perfect. Then you bring in the next lot with your, your Lugia and your Togepi. And you, who else? Cyndaquil. Little bitch-ass Cyndaquil. Actually, no, Cyndaquil was cute. I take that back. I take that completely back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cyndaquil. But there's too many now. Yeah, I don't agree with it. I don't believe in it. I'm staying in my Gen 1 and Gen 2 bubbles. And I think that means I'm getting older. And I'm okay with it, I think. I'm good. This podcast is just turning into therapy for me now, I think. You know, there's that whole thing about the universe constantly expanding as well. Like, where, though? Where is it expanding to? Where is it going? Where is where is the universe going? Like, where is it headed to? Dunkin' Donuts, or...? Okay, actually, though, where is it going? Um, The expansion of the universe is the increase in distance between any two given gravitationally unbound parts of the observable universe with time. It is an intrinsic expansion whereby the scale of space itself changes. 
The universe does not expand into anything and does not require space to exist outside it. Oh God. This expansion involves neither space nor objects in space moving in a traditional sense, but rather it is the metric which governs the size and geometry of space-time itself that changes in scale. As the spatial part of the universe's space-time metric increases in scale, objects become more distant from one another at ever-increasing speeds. To any observer in the universe, it appears that all of space is expanding, and that all but the nearest galaxies, which are bound by gravity, recede at speeds that are proportional to their distance from the observer. While objects within space cannot travel faster than light, this limitation does not apply to the effects of changes in the metric itself. Objects that recede beyond the cosmic event horizon will eventually become unobservable, as no new light from them will be capable of overcoming the universe's expansion, limiting the size of our observable universe. So there's three options here. Either you've fallen asleep because your brain was like, nope. You may be wide awake and want to hear more because your brain was like, yes, or you're currently having an existential crisis, which is what I'm doing because I understood some of those words and they made me think, wow, things are big, but also not big at the same time, but also very big, but also everything is nothing and nothing is everything. Either way, I'm going to move on to the next word because damn, dude. And the next word is oceanic. Oh, it's good. <laughs> you try and get away from talking about deep, vast things and we get oceanic. The only other... I'm trying to think about oceanic and get away from big, deep, vast things. Well, there's Lost, isn't there? The, the TV series. Oceanic Flight 815? I swear I've talked about Lost before. Why did I talk about Lost? Oh yeah, hatch was one of the words, wasn't it? I remember now. There's definitely some lingering Final Destination vibes hanging about in my mind since I watched Lost. For anyone who hasn't seen Lost, it's a series about a, a group of plane passengers and the plane crashes on an island and they're all like, what? And then the island is like, ooh, and then they're like, damn. <laughs> that should be the synopsis on like every like any like netflix or prime or whatever streaming site it's on damn ooh, what i think actually that should be the case for all films they should just have that kind of synopsis like titanic for example there's a load of people on the biggest boat they've ever seen and they're like whoa and then the boat hits an iceberg and they're like whoa and then the two main people are like that was them being cold, by the way. <laughs> oh, they're not ghosts. Well, um, what else? What other, what other films are there? Big films. Batman. Uh, dude's parents die, which makes his voice drop two octaves and beat up the funny man from the playing cards. Where is she? I'm Batman. Okay, you have to you have to guess this one. You have to guess this one. Um, the a dude goes to talk to the council about trespassers, 
which he doesn't want to do. Then he has to go on a walk, which he doesn't want to do, with a really annoying companion that he doesn't want with him. And is like, ugh, the whole time. But he's also Scottish. So it's like, ugh. <laughs> you got it? Shrek, obviously. See, the possibilities are endless. Absolutely endless. Back to Oceanic, anyway. Um, you get like, you get like hotel rooms. And, well, like hotels in general that are like oceanic themed, don't you? But so much of the time, well, most of the time, I think, I don't know, in my experience anyway, the bare minimum is done to obtain the right to call said establishment oceanic, by which I mean your room, and I've definitely had this before, has like a single shell on the chest of drawers, perhaps a painting of a dolphin on the wall. And if you're lucky, if you're really lucky, the shower curtain will be adorned with sea life. Not actual sea life. <laughs> Can you imagine being like, oh... They said this room would be oceanic themed and there's nothing like except this shell. And then you walk into the bathroom. <laughs> it's just this whole octopus just stuck to the shower curtain. Like, hello. <laughs> Welcome to your oceanic room. Let me know if you need anything. I'm going to open a hotel like that. Why am I still doing a podcast? I think I need an oceanic hotel with actual talking sea life. This is all because I watched Finding Nemo the other day, so that's in my head. Hello. That's one comment I get on my TikToks all the time is that I sound like I sound like Bruce from Finding Nemo. Mostly because a lot of people can't differentiate between English and Australian accents, but yeah, hello. Fish are friends, not food, etc. Um. Yeah, so then, so the shower curtains don't have octopuses on them. Just, they just have like random fish designs and stuff on them. You know what I mean? Do better, people. Do better, hotel people. Like, I want an actual aquarium. That's what I want. That's what I would do. You know, if I book a volcano-themed room, I expect the floor to be lava. Come on. Otherwise, TripAdvisor will be hearing about this. Are my standards high? Maybe. But are they achievable? Absolutely. Do better. Two stars. 2.5. There was a hot tub that glowed red. That was fire. <laughs> See, I should write reviews. I should be a critic. Okay, that is Oceanic. And now we are moving on to Stretch. I like Stretch Armstrong. I swear I've talked about that before. You know, like the, the stretchy toy? Stretch and Fetch Armstrong? Just this He-Man looking dude that you could pull that was really, really stretchy. And his dog, Fetch. I've definitely talked about them before. Anyway, I do I, I do want to talk about something specific with this because this 
changed my life. Okay, check this out. So for one, stretching in general is the absolute bomb. It really is so good. Just not in the beginning. <laughs> it's like, ah, and then it's like, ah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking, right, how would that, if someone was to try and transcribe this podcast, how would you write both of those as? Because they would, they should be spelt the same, right? Ah, and ah, it should be like a h h h h h h h, ah, not like when Siri tries to do it, when it's like a h h definitely one of the weirdest sounds I've made on this podcast. Um, but yeah, how how different would they be? How would that be reflected in the text? Unless, like, one one might have more A's and the other had more H's. Maybe one's in metallics. 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 Italics. Metallica. Sorry. What else could they be? Maybe the first one would have, like, random capitals. Maybe all capitals. Do you know what? The possibilities are endless. There could be so many ways. This isn't even a thing. Carry on. So stretching is dope, as we've established. And literally, like, not even that much stretching, just light stretching is very good if done consistently. So I did uh, I did my back-in at work years ago when I was very toxically masculine, and I thought I could lift more, doc- more boxes than I actually could. <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't worry, I've got this, I've got this. So I just, yeah... At the time, it was fine, and then the next day, my back was like, hello, and that was the end of my toxic masculinity. <laughs> um, so that, that that pain lasted for a while, and then it never really went away, and I was like, huh, this is interesting. Why does my lower back still hurt? Is this me for the rest of my life now? Is that is that all that happens? Turns out, No. So I did some very interesting research, right? And it turns out if you have a very sedentary lifestyle, which means a lot of sitting down, which was me because of that fun little companion that goes by the name of depression. Basically, what happens if you sit down a lot is that all the muscles surrounding your lower back, so like your hamstrings, your hip flexors, your bunda, like all of them, they basically, they basically shrink and tighten because they're not being used and not being stretched out. And because they're all connected to your lower back, when you then stand up and walk around, everything pulls on your lower back, which causes pain. And considering the society we live in, at least in the West, that kind of lifestyle is subconsciously encouraged i.e sit at a desk and do your work sit down on your phone sit down on your laptop sit down watch all your favorite shows conveniently in one place over and over and over again you know what i mean so while a lot of that is fine and you know well necessary um you know for work and, and stuff like that I did a lot of that, but I also spent like 
Really not that much, like five minutes or ten minutes, twice a day, doing really, really simple stretches for all of those bits of me. And after a while, really not as long as you think, no pain at all. It was crazy. Well, it was... If I then, like, didn't do it for a while, it would be like, hello, and it would start rearing its head again. It was weird. But most, if I kept it up, it would keep the pain at bay. Yeah, which was which was kind of crazy. And I had no idea about this. Like, this isn't really taught at all. So if you think that might be you, like, if you if you have back pain, it might be something serious. So get it checked out. But... Yeah, start with the stretching and just see how you go. Um, get your stretch on a little bit and, and just, just see what happens. And that's Kevin's body tip of the day. A segment I did not think would end up in this podcast, but here we are, my dudes. Um, and honestly, you can just look this stuff up on YouTube and there'll be so many like videos that teach them, but... One of the most amazing ones that I did and still do to this day is the hip flexor one, um, where you go into like a like a lunge position, but you have your back knee on the ground with the lower part of your leg, with the lower part of your back leg pointing up. So your foot, so your your back leg is kind of at like a sort of forty five degree angle ish with your yeah your calf and your foot pointing upwards. And you can rest it on like a against a wall or like on a chair or something. Um, so it's parallel to the wall or the chair. Um, or whatever apparatus you choose. And then you just lean forward into the stretch for like, I don't know, literally like 20 seconds on each leg. And it makes the world of difference if you do that twice a day, I swear. I'm not gonna talk too much on it because I'm not a uh, I'm not a PT. I'm a cutie, though. <laughs> Please don't leave. I, I'm so sorry. I'm going to move on. But yeah, check it out. See see what happens. Because there are too many like people in their like early 20s being like, I have a lot of back pain, and that's not good. <laughs> sort it out. Okay, so... Bright. May your days be merry and bright. Just in general, I hope your days are merry and bright. I know we're done with Christmas, but you know, I'm not saying all may all your Christmases be white. I'm just saying may all your days be merry and bright. In fact, no, 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 no. I take that all back because um, not all days can be merry and bright. Because the only reason that merry and bright exist is because their opposites exist, and without that balance. The perception of things being merry and bright becomes obsolete, thus bringing a paradox into existence. It's very strange getting back into the swing of doing Cavern Cast because my brain, <laughs> like the, the, it lets out all the existential, existentialism, and like surface level thoughts out at the same time, so there's no. Just give me this episode, all right, to, to, to get back into it and to <laughs> just a slingshot from one side of the spectrum to another 
of of this kind of thing and um it'll it'll sort itself out unless you like it in which case great i hope i hope you're having a good time but um yeah going going ham on a christmas carol and creating a paradox out of it to do with life is not it's not what i had on the cards today it's not where i thought this would go but these things happen and (laughs) here we are it's just a Christmas song. It's just a Christmas song. Is it? Or is it the most profound lyric of all time? No. No. Calm down. Calm down. So I hope you're having a chill time so far. <laughs> I hope you're relaxing. I hope you're having a good time. Uh, I hope most of your days are merry and bright. There we go. I hope most of them are. I hope the brightness outweighs the gloom. Because we all need balance. It's a very important thing, but I hope that your life leans in favor of the light. And if it doesn't currently, I hope it begins to. But you should never avoid the dimly lit rooms and pretend they don't exist. But you should lean into the bright ones and try and spend most of your time in there. Actually, I disagree with myself there. Objection, Your Honor. Sustained. Thank you. So as much as I'm sure most of you get that metaphor, the symbolism is valid and works, but the source material is iffy. Because I don't know about you, but I am heavily against using the main light in rooms and will always, always opt for a nice lamp. I love lamp. Everybody loves lamp. And I don't know if, I don't know if dim is the right word, but the vibe is better than feeling incredibly exposed by the overly zealous nature of the main ceiling light. It's just, it's doing too much, okay? It's just, it's it's giving extra. Too bright, too bright. There's also many other things that are too bright. For example, burning magnesium and or thermite, both of which we did as teenagers because there's always that one friend that for some reason has very flammable materials that everyday folks should not have. It wasn't me. I know what you're thinking. It wasn't me. I promise it wasn't me. I was the jump off of high things, hurt himself for fun friend. That was me. Not the set fire to things friend. That wasn't my thing. Hmm. It's very interesting saying these words after having been to therapy. takes on a different meaning now. Anyway, I made myself colorblind the other day by driving on the motorway. Uh, There is more to that story. (laughs) Don't drive on the motorway, kids. You will go colorblind. (laughs) Don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. Um, Yeah, I made myself colorblind driving on the motorway, but it had been raining. Um, and then it had been, it become very sunny after that. Um, the, the big old, big old bright ball of flame in the sky was reflecting off of the road and into my retinas, causing a grand amount of discomfort. And, um, even though I could, I could just about see where I was going enough not to crash, on the left of me, there was a big, Waitrose lorry. Waitrose is a supermarket in the UK, and their logo is stripes, um, green stripes. And I, so I, always, I like 
I always thought the Waitrose logo was green, but this this lorry, this truck looked like orangey yellow. It had like orangey yellow stripes, and I thought, oh, they've changed colours. No, 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 it was green. I just had become colourblind for five minutes. I'd never experienced that before, and it was very, very strange. Because every time I blinked or moved my eyes, it would become green again for like a split second, which was interesting, but very, very unnerving. So a word to the wise, keep some, keep some fly-looking shades in your car for occasions like this if you drive. And by fly-looking shades, I mean UV-protecting sunglasses. Safety first, people. Safety first. And the last word of the day, getting back into the swing of things, is childlike. Okay, so going back to this theme of not putting safety first, including making myself blind on purpose by shining laser pens into my eye for laughs when I was younger, I've learned a lot, I think, uh, including why my ankles click on every step, because I used to jump off of five things, and potentially why I may not have even made myself colorblind. I was just already there. You might be listening to this going, dude, what are you talking about? The Waitrose logo is blue. It always has been. What are you talking about? Anyway, considering all of that and being an idiot, I think, like I say, now therapy is a thing. I think half of all that was being a kid, and half of it was limit testing. And half of it was a self-destructive attitude. I said I'd been to therapy. Didn't say I was good at maths. Anyway, I, I, as much as I don't break my body for fun anymore, so many of the things that brought me a sense of identity as a child that I lost growing up, I have now started to regain. Um... Some are exactly the same, and some are just like the more grown-up versions of those things. And I've come to the conclusion that not honoring those things that were so core in our foundational years can really do us a disservice. Because we're all just grown-up kids, right? Like, I, I, stopped, I stopped skateboarding a, for a long time. But anytime I do it now, it takes about half an hour to reignite the fire and the passion and love that was felt so deeply for it when I was younger. I, you know, I may not be throwing myself down rails or like up seven foot ramps now that I'm older and because my body's not conditioned for it anymore, but even just using it to get around is a way to honor something that was and still is quintessentially me. It's a, it's like a, con it's a connection to, and an association with freedom. I think. I hope that makes sense. This is just one example, and I'm sure you can apply this kind of thing to very pivotal things for your, from your own life. And I'm not saying go back and try and be a kid again. Like, obviously, I'm not saying that. That never leads anywhere good. But what I'm saying is bring the kid with you and let them bring that brightness eh, and joy into being an adult. And equally, if there are things that happened 
when you were a kid that weren't so good and have had the opposite effect on your life now? Bring them with you still to show them that you are here now and that there's no reason to be scared anymore. Take care of them and let them take care of you. And that is how I have warmed back into Cavancast, ending on a deep note for the first episode back, but an important one. Making up for lost time, I guess, getting <laughs> getting back into it real deep. But yeah, go jump in some puddles, walk along a wall, draw stuff, write stuff, do cartwheels, whatever you can do without caring about the outcome. Do anything for the fun of it. And without any pressure of being good, just enjoy the ride. Because you'll get to the end and wish you did anyway. Okay, my brain feels a bit more stretched out now. (laughs) The segues and references are coming back. That's good. That's something. I really appreciate all of you and I wish you the best. And I wish also for you to take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and the little kid that lives inside all of us. And I will speak to you very soon. Okay. Goodbye.